0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: Got a little ugly rainy Tuesday edition of inside the locker rooms. Got rain coming in here in the next couple of days. So put your cold jackets up and get your rain jackets out. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you want to get in on the show with us this morning, the X accounts at locker room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson one email for our show is wimp and Barry at yahoo.com. Get the uh, Tide 100.9 app. Get that on your smartphone. It will allow you to listen to us anywhere. It can take us anywhere you go. As I say, you also can send us a message through the app. Uh, right there at Tide one hundred point nine. Of all the colors, uh, yellow is the most important. At least if, if it has to last, it has to be tough withstanding the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. For the project, it stands up against Mother Nature's best. Be sure to head on down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get get only the best for your next backyard project. And Always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Our man Justin was with us again this morning behind the glass. Uh, We appreciate Justin being in here each and every morning early. Uh, Justin's a young guy. Young people like to sleep. Uh, but Justin does not get to sleep, so he has to go to bed early each night. Today's show, Kevin Skarbinski at the bottom of the hour. You have your phone calls here in the first 30 minutes. In the second hour, Roman Harper will be with us at 8.15. We'll talk to Roman about his socks. I'm sure dad always gets on him about what socks he's wearing, but we'll also get his thoughts on Coach DeBoer, this new staff, and the players going and coming out of the University of Alabama. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning?
2: Oh, doing okay. Uh, wanted to mention that we're also going to have Jay on See, we all on tomorrow at seven thirty hour. Of course, we we'll always have Bill on. So we have a, uh, I think, a good week of guests. Uh, had a nice visit with Roman last night, and he can answer the questions that Barry mentioned. Uh, so um, hopefully. Yellowwood continues to support us, and we can stay on the show with us. If you know somebody that wants to advertise with us, give us a call, mm-hmm. and we could certainly use the advertisement. Uh, I think Barry plays at uh, Paul Bryant tonight. No, is that correct? at home. home. At home. Yeah. Barry plays at home with Paul Bryant, and uh, I'm going to go for that game. Uh, last night, uh, Kansas beat Cincinnati. This is not quite the Kansas team. that's number seven in the nation, not quite as good as last year. And North Carolina, who's probably better than they have been, although Wake is down, uh, beat Wake forest uh tulane um uh, upset memphis a couple of nights ago and they will be at uab on sunday afternoon i hope that i can run over and watch part of that game it should be very very interesting tonight uh kansas uh kentucky is at south carolina kentucky is um uh, you know playing playing well south carolina's a little bit better than they have been be a hard game for south carolina i would think and then missouri who lost some of their players from last year unexpectedly left uh is uh, going to texas a&m and of course the big game tomorrow night uh, alabama and auburn will play and um auburn is uh, you know five and oh we have two teams we have about seven teams losing records in the league and uh, that'll be tomorrow night at uh, at six thirty, and then alabama will play lsu um uh, on Saturday, and Mississippi State will practice over at Barry's Gymnasium, and stay in Tuscaloosa, and go over to Mississippi State and play Saturday afternoon. Uh, a couple of other things: Bo Nix is going to play in the Senior Bowl. Good for him. Ryan Williams has said that uh, uh, it'll be a three weeks before anything's decided, and he has no clue as to what he wants to do. Tommy Reese, who um, y'all all got mad because he put the Put the ball in the best runner's hands, and the blockers didn't block. Uh, he's leaving and going to the NFL, and so you should be have somebody else to fuss at. Um, he said that, and he said it in a very nice way. He learned a lot. He he uh, he was challenged every day, which he thought was great, and uh, and that was very very good for him. He looked like he's going to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, George McIntyre. Uh, number two in the class of uh, 25, uh, is uh, going to sign with Tennessee. Harbor is, I think, killing recruiting at Michigan because he doesn't make up his mind whether he's going pro or not. He's having a second interview. So we'll see what happens there. R.C. Slocum. Some of you remember R.C., some of you don't. I do. Uh, actually, he's the winningest coach uh, at Texas A&M. He's going to be the interim Athletic director, as the athletic director has moved on, a lot, along with a lot of players. In fact, a lot of Alabama players moving on to uh, to Ohio State. So it is what it is. Uh, not a whole lot of news for you, but uh, we welcome your calls to discuss anything you want to discuss. People are moving around. People are. We have a we have a list of not a list, but we have people that are participating in college athletics are unhappy about everything. They all want to move. Things haven't gone good. They're not getting paid enough. Um and it's uh, kind of a uneasy thing a little bit. We'll see what happens. Anyway, look, that's about all. We talked about the guy scoring seventy points last night. Now we have we have uh, we only have one team in, in our basketball deal, Auburn who's five and so it gives Alabama a real push to try to win that game. Like, We had some great games with them when I was trying to coach. We have three teams that are four and one. I think that's right. And then we have, uh, I think, seven teams that have losing records. So the SEC is, I believe, I counted up, I believe I'm correct, is um, in 35 games, 35 conference games, the record is 24 wins for the home team and 11 losses. So it's 24 and, and 11 there. So...
1: That's about all I have. Welcome to your calls. All right. Uh real quick, Nick Dunlap with Drew from Farmers Insurance at Tory Pines. He's coming home. Uh not gonna play. Um he's gonna come home and sit down with uh, I guess his family and the people here. Uh J C well said he would sit in on the meeting, but it's absolutely their decision. J C'll uh, be on the mark. Yeah, so um you know, I think Gary, uh, yesterday, and I think Gary's right, uh, and what I was talking about, I guess I didn't verbalize it very good. Uh, I, Nick Dunlap did know, uh, obviously amateurs cannot win the money. That's, that's a PGA tour rule. That's not necessarily an NCAA rule. Although even if they would allow it, uh, Justin and dad, uh, if Nick Dunlap Took the money, he would be considered a pro, and so he would give up his amateur status. That's where I think the rule is bad. Uh, he ought to be able to turn pro. Uh, if he wins, if, if he wins money during these PGA Tour events, he should be able to make it. But he should also be able to play for Alabama. He can pick and choose which PGA Tour events he goes to. If he actually goes, Justin, and wins the tournament, Isn't that like earning NIL money? I mean, you're winning it. You're earning it off of your skill. (laughs) So why would he have to even make a choice? Why can't he do both? Why can't he play for Alabama, also play a limited schedule on the PGA Tour? And if he were to finish in the – make the cut and finish, he should be able to get that money as well. We're handing these people NIL money for doing absolutely nothing. I think he should get to do both. Uh So maybe that answers Gary's question. I understand that the PGA tour has tight rules and the amateurs don't get the money. Nick, Dunlap knew that, but then I think you should be, for this semester, I think you should be able to do both. Uh, your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, but we have a lot of rules that have been in place for a long time and, uh, over a long period of time for different problems that have come up. Uh, now we have, of course, we have the, the other problem of LLV stuff, but, uh, um, I, yeah, I would agree. I wish, he, wish it was different than that. Uh, I think coming home and trying to make a decision is fine. You, you, you play very very well uh sometimes that next week you don't play as well and in, you know you they want to give it a one shot wonder kind of crap and so i, I think you're probably better off coming home get yourself set. you probably know what you're going to do um and I, I, you know my opinion is that he needs to get the money and ta- you know we're taking the money to football and basketball players and of course still playing but uh
1: that, that's, yeah, that's, that's really disappointing to me that they're putting him in this position. He ought to be able to do both He can get his education. He can go play on the tour, uh, but he also can play for Alabama. I think he, he really loves these guys back here. So w- why make him give all that up, uh, because of money when you're just handing Caleb Downs and handing all these different people, uh, a pile of money really for absolutely doing nothing. All right, that's my take on that. And then we'll get to break here in a second. We'll get to Tom. We'll get back. My also my other take on this about Jim Harbaugh. I think he's doing something that maybe Nick Saban should have done. I think uh, Justin and Dad. I think he is waiting and waiting, and he's going to take an NFL job here. And what, by the time he takes it. Yeah, Michigan's transfer portal will open up. But once you get so deep into the semester, you can't withdraw from school anymore. There's no other schools to enroll in. The enrollment periods will be over at all these schools. You'll already be so deep into classes. So even though there will be a 30-day window, I don't think these Michigan guys will be able to transfer because they won't be able to withdraw from class because it's going to take so long to do that. I think he's outsmarting everybody. Where if Coach Sabre would have waited another month and then did it, these guys would not have had that option, uh, to pull out of school and go get in another school. So maybe I'm giving Jim Harbaugh too much credit, but that's, uh, that's what I think. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to the NFL. Uh, they probably will retain that guy who was the assistant head coach uh, when he was out for six games. but uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm. Who are they going to hire? I don't know. Hmm. Justin, you don't think that guy gets the job? I don't even know the guy's name. Uh, you think that guy get the job?
3: Um, I could see it. I could see it.
1: Uh, I, I just don't see... Coach Kelly going to Michigan, uh, but other uh, people think that might happen. All right. Uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota, we'll switch our ads up a little bit. The ones we're doing the second hour, maybe doing the first hour. Uh, we have different listeners. So Tuscaloosa Toyota, we'll talk to Justin tomorrow. Go to com. Look at all the, uh, 2024s they got, uh, the Grand Highlander, the Tacoma Trucks, the Camrys, the Ravs. Beautiful vehicles. They also have the used inventory right there on the website. You can schedule a service right there on the website as well. So, swing by Skyland Boulevard. See Justin. See David DeSantis. And tell them that Whip and Barry sent you. Listen, Todd, 100.9. This is the home of Alabama Sports. 0.9
4: Point 0.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. The accident we had right on the edge of the U of A campus is cleared. This was westbound McFarland Boulevard at 13th Street. It is gone now. Out of the road, lanes are all open and no backup to contend with. In fact, McFarland is moving well overall. If you're traveling from Coker or across to uh, Lurling Wallace down to the U of A and then the I-20 beyond, no big accidents or breakdowns or heavy backups to contend with. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now i Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread.
5: Good morning, this is Mary Kay from the Town Square Media Newsroom. In our area, could see showers and thunderstorms starting Wednesday afternoon through Thursday evening. There is the possibility of this being a slow-moving system, and the forecast is calling for two to four inches of rainfall, and portions of Alabama under a flood watch. And following a deadly shooting at the crew lounge in Tuscaloosa, the establishment officially released a public statement on the incident. As reported by the Tuscaloosa thread, a security guard at the lounge in southern Tuscaloosa has been charged with murder after he allegedly shot and killed an unarmed man there early Sunday morning.
6: Years ago, Jimmy Raine decided that the best way to advertise Great Southern Wood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is a pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood.
5: the warming trend continues today, mostly cloudy through tonight. A few spotty showers around. The high today, 62. Tonight's low, 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3320 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.
1: Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. You're going to be able to build it to last. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, several phone calls holding here. Let's get to them one at a time here. Get to the Yellowwood hotline. Bring Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning.
7: Hey, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all? Good. Good uh, this morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You know, your, your point, I understand where you're coming from on the uh, – the amateur status of, uh, uh, of Nick Dunlap. And, and I, I'm not going to argue, and I'm not saying you're wrong, okay? But I, I think it's only fair to point out, uh, in golf, and and that those kind of, these thoughts are fast fading in golf. But the old school way of doing things is fast, leaving us, and uh, it's not going to be that way very much longer. But I would point out that, uh, with the great amateurs like bobby jones uh uh just passed away last week uh jackie burke uh, a great amateur and, and they fought hard for the status of the amateur on the uh in the golf world and uh and they catered to the amateur they thought that the, in their minds the amateur golfer was way up their high, actually above the pga player and and uh, and that that's the reason that the PGA has held on to the amateur status as long as it has because some of the founding fathers of the PGA, you know, they they were real adamant about the status of the uh, amateur not to be lost in the World of Golf. And I would just point that out. But you're right. It's changing. It's going to change. It's not going to be that way longer, much longer. So, But I, I would just call that to the, to
1: the yeah, point. Yeah, my point is, I guess, just – why would you make a kid drop out of college and all that? Let him, if we're giving guys NIL money for doing nothing, then if this guy is good enough to earn his tour card and can play in some events and also still play for his, for his college team, he's only going to get money if he makes the cut. And uh, you know, in those particular tournaments, he can still come back and play his college schedule, still go to school. Uh, then the amateurism rule is not changing the PGA. You've changed the NCAA rule, which is the one I was saying that needs to change. I
7: get it, but uh, yeah. the, the problem the problem is with the uh, the PGA on amateur status, and 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 I, I think I, I pretty pretty much stated how they feel about it, and. But I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I, I, it's just not that. And uh,
1: I didn't feel <laughs> and better about a guy that actually played and earned his card and earned it, it I, than me just handing Caleb Downs a million dollars because he's Caleb. I, I get Downs.
7: it. Yeah. I un, I understand that, and uh, and and I, I I get your point. It's a good point. It's a good point. And uh, but uh, at the same time, my uh, my my idea about the amateur status on the PGA on the PGA is one dang near sacred, uh, because that's the good that people my age were sold on by the the former greats. You know what I mean? You yeah. see where I'm coming from? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought Gary's points were well taken yesterday. They were. They were different. But I thought he was spot on about it. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. It was the PGA that was saying that you can't get it, but it was also the NCAA, but I, I understood what he was saying, and I agreed with him. Yeah.
7: Let me ask you this, uh, uh Coach Sewell is coming on tomorrow at seven thirty. Is that what Coach said?
2: Yes. this he is. Yes. Coach yes. uh
7: can can I can I add something that maybe uh if you feel like it's worthy that you would ask him and, and see if it would be a point of conversation.
2: Okay. Sure.
7: Uh <clears throat> Nick withdrew from uh the uh traveler, uh or whatever it's yeah. called at it, uh Story fine, right. and uh, now uh, he's coming back to coming back home. But what I would like to know from Coach Seawell is what will the run up be to the Masters for Nick Dunlap? I mean, will, when will he go and play a practice round? Who who will go with him? Is is, is Coach Seawell going uh, go with him? And and uh, are they going to study the course together? And, Kind of
2: have a strategy. Is that a fair question? Sure. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, some of them can go earliest. According to a lot, a lot of it depends on uh, what they're doing to the golf course itself before the players could come out there and play uh, because they try to get that thing ready. But yeah, it's a I can I can ask you, man. But if my little mind will remember, remember that, do so. Sure. Well, I I think it
7: would be interesting to to see how Nick is going to approach the Masters. You know his first time to play in it, what's he thinking, and how the practice rounds, you know. He's probably he probably played
2: up. over there. I don't know that he had, has, well, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised he hasn't But
7: played. he hasn't played with the invitation in his hand. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. it be fun. All right, thank you. Thank you, Tom. All right, back thank up to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Hey,
8: Joe. Morning. Morning. Let's educate everybody here at Quisby. Hey,
9: already got money from DST. Uh, uh, I, I, he's, his bag, he didn't play with his Alabama bag, so he didn't play with ping clubs. Alabama's with ping, and if you wants to know how I know that, I know that, but it's also on the back of Sewell's cap.
8: They've always, both programs are with ping. Okay, so I think it's Bobby Tachemeter,
9: Callaway. It's irrelevant. I never could see his bag to tell. Good enough. All right, He's done got money for that. And when he turns pro- week, he's going to get more endorsements than $1.58, which is what he would have won last week.
8: Yeah.
9: So that's, and that's not even counting
3: what uh, he is going to talk to, kid. So, you know, don't, don't Joe, call, Joe hold on. Where,
1: Joe, where are you? Can you move to another spot? We're getting about every other word, uh, what you're saying.
2: No. I- I'm, I'm sorry, guys.
1: I'll try to call you
2: back later in the program. All
1: right, sometime, about, okay? all, right. all right. Back to the Yellowwood Hotline. We we'll get Philip into the show. Good morning, Phil. Morning.
8: Hey, guys. Uh, i going still tell you one thing. I've noticed with this new staff, and I don't know if y'all have picked up on it, but it's a it's a sea change for Alabama. Um, the new a lot of the new staff are tweeting and taking pictures on their recruiting visits. Ha ha, um Courtney Morgan, and Linquist, and boy, that's new.
1: Hi, Clinton Dix is out recruiting?
8: Yeah, I've seen him on a couple of uh, photos. Uh, one in Phoenix City, Alabama, and then uh, one at Parker High School
1: the other day. Okay, well, maybe they have him as one of the... Maybe he's going to be one of the coaches, or they have him now. as You can designate him now, and then when you hire somebody, because I think they can have 10 guys. That, uh, and I'm not sure in football if everybody can recruit. I guess they can out of all 10, but uh, if he's going to be guys that go on the road have to be one of those 10, so right now he could be one of those 10. I guess they could hire somebody and then designate him back to whatever his role. Maybe he's going to be one of the 10 coaches, and we just didn't know it yet. If you're seeing pictures yeah, of yeah. him. Uh, cause yeah. I'm surprised you can see pictures of the other guy. What's the guy's name? Because he's not the general manager guy. He's not one of the 10 coaches, I don't think. So i don't not sure why he would get, unless he's being able to go out now until they get everybody hired, uh, I'm not sure how that's working exactly. usually those guys can only do stuff on They can only do stuff on campus uh, with these kids when they come. They can't go to their high schools. But uh, maybe he's one of the ten until they get the full staff <laughs> in. Yeah, I don't
8: know. But they, they sure had photos out the other day, and it was um, it was really interesting to see. But uh, and and boy, is that new?
1: Yeah, that's real new.
8: Well. Hope the tide can pull it through tomorrow night. I've got, um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the inside game and, and all that because man, Auburn's inside guys are playing pretty good right now.
1: Yeah. They're good.
8: How do you feel about it, Barry?
1: Uh, whew. I think it'll be a great crowd over there. I think you will have a true home court advantage. Uh, Tomorrow, with, uh, there's many people. Yeah, they're talking about all these Auburn people buying up all these secondary tickets. they have a ton of Auburn people in there. Uh, I think Alabama can win the game, uh, at home. I think it'll be tough for them to obviously go down there, but the game's not played down there. What happened at Tennessee will have no bearing on, if anything, it'll make Alabama more ready to play. I think Alabama beats them, uh, tomorrow, uh, for the first time for, for Auburn's first loss.
8: I sure hope so. I was impressed with Connect in Tennessee. Boy, that that kid is good. You
1: know where he transferred from?
8: Uh uh yes, I heard in Oh my gosh, Barry, I can't remember.
1: Northern Colorado.
8: Northern Colorado, yeah. I was gonna say northern <laughs> Illinois.
1: Northern <laughs> yeah. Colorado. He's a fifth year guy. Uh so there the portal uh, i guess it worked really well for him i guess he'll end up being a first round draft pick uh, because he's doing it on the biggest stage so i
2: talked to rick a long time last night he called Uh,
1: he's got a good team they defend yeah he
2: does hey enjoy talking to you all thank you
1: thank you all right let's talk about bob prince and prince glover and hayes before we get to break
2: prince glover and hayes if you have an accident that's not an accident somebody hits you uh uncalled for you've got problems that uh, you've never had before you know not know exactly how to handle it uh, you're out of sorts physically and mentally uh prince glover and hayes at three four five one two three four be people to visit with you they know the law you know we talk about the law changing all the time i don't say it every day but i i say it most every day the law does change from time to time people don't know it they'll visit with you on the telephone and after that, um, uh, after that visit, uh, sit down with you in person, try to help you. Prince Glover and Hayes three four five one two three four.
1: PrinceLaw.net is the website. Not one penny out of your pocket. To sit down with these great attorneys, and always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Todd one hundred point nine, the home of Alabama sports.
10: No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Towns and state champion
0: and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9.
1: Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southernwood going to build that fence, the deck, the pergola only one choice for the wood. It's Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. is Tuesday. Uh, so, you know, we got uh, Kevin. He's uh, with the Birmingham, Birmingham lead. Also, uh, with the Coach Safely Program, calls the games for the Super 7. Uh, he'll be doing the uh, high school basketball. Uh, I can't believe high school basketballs almost getting to the postseason. Uh, but the... Uh, Deals up at Legacy Arena. That's a big-time deal. Uh, so we'll get to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Kevin in. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Okay. I'm
2: good,
1: good, fellas.
2: How are you? We're good. Go ahead, Ed. um I don't know whether I ask you a football or basketball question, which one you want to take first. Um, <laughs> uh, Kevin's a pro, man. <laughs> Whatever you prefer, Lynn. Kevin, take them all. Go ahead. Let's take what, whichever one you want. you want. I know you wrote a, a big article. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, you t- if you're talking about yesterday's column in the lead,
10: yeah, I, uh, I was talking about Sanford right now. Yeah, with a 17-game winning streak, That's amazing. They, yeah. they, they had him on the They day. lost their first two. Yeah. Lost their first two games of the year. They played at Purdue and at VCU. Uh, didn't really have much of a chance against Purdue, and did have a a chance to beat VCU. I didn't get it done, but have not lost since. And you guys know how hard it is to win a single Division One basketball game. And obviously, Wimp, you as a coach at Alabama, won more than anyone at that school. Uh, to win 17 in a row is is pretty extraordinary at any level of competition, but especially in Division One, The Southern Conference, a good league, a lot of good teams in there. And they are just, Sanford's playing at such a high level that, uh, they're, first of all, they're fun to watch. They are, they're in the top five in the country in so many different categories. They're the second leading scoring team in the country, for example. They're number two. Um, they were right behind Kentucky, uh, as of yesterday, as of through, through Sunday's, through Saturday's games, I should say. And they are, they're up in the top five in steals, in assists per game, in three point percentage. They play hard. They play fast. They, they press virtually the entire game, um, a different, le- with different levels of pressure that they put on other teams. They are very unselfish. They don't have one superstar, although Achor Achor, their uh, junior center, he scored 35 uh, against uh, Western Carolina on the road last week, and they were both undefeated. Uh, both teams were 16-2 at the time, 15-2 at the time, and undefeated in the league, and Sanford led for the last, oh, 37 minutes or so of the game. Uh, got tight late, but they were able to make enough plays down the stretch. So uh, Bucky McMillan doing a great job there, and it and, – when I looked back in state history, state Division One history, there's only one winning streak longer within a single season. And I and I started back in, and I don't I didn't go back till 1900. I did look look at it. You know, Alabama had a had a 20-0 season. I think it was 1929-30. Uh, Auburn won 30 in a row over two seasons back in the late 50s. But really, if you start with integration or you start 50 years ago when when Alabama had the first, and Wimp, of course, you were an assistant on that team, had the first all-black starting five in the SEC. If you start there, only one Division I team has won more than 17 in a row, and that was Auburn a couple of years ago when they had their great team in 21-22. They won 19. So it's it's hard to do. Nobody in the country has won as many in a row right now as Sanford has. It's, uh, so it's a tribute to to Bucky McMillan. To those players, those assistants, to Martin Newton, the, the athletic director who brought Bucky in um, as head coach, it's uh, it's that it's like I said, it's fun to see, fun to see teams within the state put together really, really good basketball teams, and Sanford has done that.
1: Uh, we're talking with Kevin Skarbinski. Kevin, uh, there's a lot be a lot of questions in this. What I'm about to ask you here, um, could Nick Saban have uh, handled his retirement? any different uh, that would have maybe kept these players here for maybe just the semester and let them kind of go through with this coaching staff and then leave? Are you surprised? So many Julian Salen, Caleb Downs, the list goes on and on, of guys that got into the portal. Um, You know, you kind of hear people's parents talk like Caleb Downs, Parents talk or dad and says that, uh, hey, basically these guys chose Alabama for Nick Saban. and it wasn't Alabama. Uh, and is, is all these guys leaving? One, could he handle it differently? Maybe done it later where these guys were too far in the semester to transfer. And two, is this showing that NIL Alabama is way behind because these guys are getting in the portal. They're going other places maybe getting more money, uh, where Alabama's going to have to step up their NIL game because Nick Saban's not here anymore, which used to draw a lot of recruits here instead of the NIL.
10: I, I don't know if doing it at a different time really would have made much of a difference, to be honest, because, look, it was, it when he did it, it was after, at, at some places, the Spring semester of classes had already begun, at others it was getting close to beginning. So you were you're right in the right in the midst of those of of that semester change or the new semester beginning at a lot of places. And you would think that might have been a deterrent for some guys to go so quickly that they might have done what you just suggested, Barry. You know, played out the semester, stayed for the semester, maybe gone through spring practice, and then in that next transfer portal window taking advantage of that i was a little surprised at the volume the number of people who left uh, of the of the high profile guys who left but it does show and and we've you know this this has been a subject that's been debated discussed for a long time you know you should sign with a school not with People always say you should sign with the school, not with the coach or the assistant coach or a coordinator or a head coach, because they will leave. That's the nature of the business. Well, that sounds good in theory, but that's not the way it's done in practice. That's why these assistant coaches spend so much time, as much time as possible, getting to know these recruits. That's why head coaches do their best to get out and see these recruits in person, so you're signing with people, and in this case, you're signing with one coach in particular, who again has has been the greatest coach that we've ever seen in terms of the way he's kept Alabama at an incredibly high level for an incredibly long time. So, uh, I don't know that there's anything that that he could have done differently. And I will say this though: if if part of him being a continuing part of the program was to try to convince those guys to stay. That hasn't worked out very well.
1: (laughs) Fail. Does it show our NIL is way behind these guys? Oh, that's
10: yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I don't think there's any other conclusion to draw other than that. When you see, you know, Isaiah bond is a great example. He goes to Texas and what was it? He wanted to get a Lamborghini or something. And, and, uh, the guys going to Ohio State? How much? How much NIL money is Ohio State raising? Holy cow! With the players that they're bringing in, you know, Julian Sand going there, Taylor Downs going there, even though a lot of people thought he was going to Georgia. Um, Ohio State must really <laughs> must really be putting out some major NIL money. But that's the way the game's played now, and and we talked about it last week. Alabama certainly. There's a there's a Bama bounce, if you will, for all coaches. They, you know, All of these guys have been better and had better records at Alabama than they were at other jobs as head coaches. Well, but that is mitigated somewhat if now, especially without Nick Saban, there's no Nick Saban discount. You're not going to necessarily now take less money to play at Alabama than you would have because Nick Saban was there, because Nick Saban's not there. So that that's really going to be interesting to see. And I think it's why you see Alabama making such a push to increase donations to its collective to be able to compete financially in the recruiting market.
2: Yep. Well, that's been one of the problems from the very, very beginning was the money. Uh, the coach felt like it was should have been based on what they had done in a particular year that he mentioned it around me, was that uh, they'd had two losses. People were down on them and weren't going to treat as much. I doubt very seriously if you're the person that's going to retire and you're struggling like crazy mentally, you're going out dissed in prospects knowing you're not knowing exactly what you want to do, that you really do what's best for yourself. Uh, you've done what's best for the university Good for point. 17 years. But when you get ready to go out, uh, I can't worry about who thinks what. Uh, I, I I I feel like I need to. In forty minutes, I'm going to talk to the squad, and I've got two, I, and I've got two messages, and I'm going to talk to my people around me, my wife, whoever, um, and make the statements that I need to make. And I don't I don't really think that it's for me it would have been an issue if. Didn't didn't happen that way with me, but uh, certainly with him it did. Well, again, you know, loyalty
10: is in shorter supply, I would say, than in so many walks of life than ever before. Whether it's loyalty to a company, you know, my dad worked for the the same company his entire adult life. Uh, I worked for the same company (laughs) full-time, when I, when I worked for a company my entire adult life, that is, that is very rare nowadays. You know, people change companies, for example, people change colleges and not just athletes. Well, you know, if it doesn't work out somewhere, well, let's go try somewhere else. And so that's, that's, that's the world we live in. And college athletics is certainly part of that. That there is, there's not necessarily loyalty to the crimson helmet. Well, or yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the you know, or the fight song, yeah, the yeah, the world. Well, well, also look, I think this is also this is the downside of recruiting nationally, the way Alabama has. It's true, and there, and if you're going to be a national program, if you're going to compete for championships virtually every year, as Alabama has done for for a decade and a half. Uh, you, you can't, as good as this state is in producing players, and it's one of the best in the country per capita, you still have to go outside to supplement. You have to, and maybe bring in some of the best players from California and Texas and the Midwest and the the D.C., Virginia uh, area, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but those guys are not going to be as loyal. Those guys aren't, you know, they didn't grow up cheering for Alabama, wanting to run out of that tunnel in Brian Denny Stadium. So when things change, like the head coach, then they're that again. That's a contributing factor to them looking elsewhere.
2: Well, I just happened to be in the middle of it when Ray came in and took Coach Bryant's place, and from everything that he did, how he did it, and I was Ray and I were friends, and uh, it's quite different. And uh, that that leading up to it was quite different. We uh, we knew all year that coach was getting out. Now we go this many years down the road after a lot of coaches, and it's totally different. We it wasn't such a thing as transferring at all, um, and so you know that just shows you the difference. And when Ray came in for coach, and now when when uh, uh, Caden comes in for for coach, yeah. Well, it's a perfect storm, isn't it? it? It's and it's
10: not just it's not just the NIL money. It's the fact that you can transfer and play right away. You know, that's the that's the one that's really – that's the the new rule uh, that has really made this possible, this mass exodus. It's that guys can go and play right away somewhere else. Yeah. This wouldn't be happening if these guys had to sit out a year. Nope,
1: sure wouldn't. There's
10: no way this many players no. – there would be some, but no way it would be this many.
1: 80% would not go because uh, these guys are wanting to get – these guys at Alabama and Ohio State, they all think they're going to the league. And they want to get mm-hmm. to the league as quick as possible. They don't want to sit out a year. So, um, uh,
10: oh yeah, Barry, that's that's why guys reclassify. You know, they're supposed to graduate from high school next year, but they they I guess they load up on classes. They graduate a year early. That's why they they graduate in December, so they can start college in in January and go through winter workouts and go through spring practice and do everything they can to earn playing time that first year. Rather than showing up in the summer, which used to be the norm. So yeah, everybody, everybody's fast forwarding their lives. Everybody is wants to, you know, gets that, wants to accelerate that clock. As you said, if you're an elite, if you're an elite player, an elite recruit, and that's the kind of guy that Alabama brings in consistently in large numbers, yeah, you, you think you're playing in a league. So you don't, you do not want to wait. You want to get there as fast as you can.
1: Well, Alabama, uh well, they sell out this A-Day game. New, new blood in, new coach, new offensive coordinator. Everything's new. I think people are excited. Uh, you know, once the season starts uh, and Georgia rolls in here, I think it's the third week these fans... Will forget all these guys that left, and if they lose, they will start absolutely just crushing these guys, which is just sad. Uh, but we know it's coming uh, when they start. If they lose a game or two, um, should this eight-day game sell out here to kind of send a statement that we're going to back this new coach?
10: That's that's going to be interesting to see. I I, I really don't know. And of course, we all remember. Nick Saban's first spring game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with uh, does, I, I and won't AD. sell out. So. Yeah, not, I, I don't. I do not see that kind of that kind of show of support. But it will be. Look, everybody's going to judge everything that happens at Alabama as a referendum on Kalen DeBoer, whether he was the right choice to follow Nick Saban, and and. If Every time he doesn't measure up, even even with things that really in the big picture are not as critical, like the the spring game crowd, uh, but there's going to be comparisons, and there's going to be commentary. And if they don't get 92,000 in there, whatever the number was for that first spring game under Nick Saban, then people will say, see, that's another sign that... That the dynasty is no more. Yeah. So, and and really, that won't make a, that won't make much difference when they start playing games no. uh, in the fall. But as soon as they lose a game in the fall, and of course, the first SEC game is against the Georgia Bulldogs. If they don't win that one, that will be a, another uh, cause for people to criticize the hire the guys who left. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a lot of fingers pointed in a lot of directions. But like any like any coach, Kalen DeBoer, if you're expecting him to come in and go 12-0 and and play in the SEC championship game, win an SEC championship, go to the playoff, win the playoff, yeah, yeah Alabama's expectations are high, but Alabama's expectations have been unrealistic. Uh, and, and Nick Saban and company made them that way. And Nick Saban and company lost two games each of the last three years.
1: I agree agree with Coach. Uh, I think it's gotten harder and harder for him to hire staffs uh, because people knew it was towards the end and when they would ask him, "You know, we're going to leave a great job and come here not knowing how long he was going to be here. So I I don't think he could get the staff in that he wanted to uh, and he wasn't going to lie to him. I I think that played a big factor in him walking away.
2: I'm not sure that some of them knew it.
10: Well... But it was inevitable. It was inevitable, though. Well, you know, sure. you knew he wasn't going to be there another five or ten years. I mean, you I think mean, Tommy, that
1: just... Tommy Reese that he had to do all over again now? Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. but, uh, he would have stayed right where he was if he did known Nick was going, uh, retire in one year. Right. And look,
10: and look, the guy from Washington, he tried to hire the guy from Washington. Yeah. Mm. Who's, who's now going to be the offensive coordinator. You know, so, uh, so, uh, there is, and we've talked about this before, they they had elite staff. They had elite assistant coaches, elite coordinators, guys who either had been head coaches or were going to be head coaches, uh, some who had, had been and would be again. Uh, but there are only so many, you know, Lane Kiffins and Steve Sarkeesian uh, as offensive coordinators. There's so many Kirby Smarts. There's only so many Kirby Smarts and Jeremy Pruitts. As defensive coordinators, I mean they were they were as good as it gets, and they had a collection of those guys. You know, the 2015 staff was ridiculous with the number of for, future, former, and future head coaches on it, and all, uh, a number of those guys I just mentioned. You know, when you're when your defensive coordinator is Kirby Smart and your offensive coordinator is Lane Kiffin, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and yet and. I mean, I would say, well, I would say Sark. I mean, look, I would, I would take Sark over, over Kiffin as an offensive coordinator, over virtually just about anybody in the country. Uh, but and, and it doesn't get any better than Kirby and Jeremy was elite as well. And you look at the numbers; the numbers have fallen off, certainly defensively, since Jeremy Pruitt's last
2: year. There's no question about well, like that. You know, the thing, the thing people just have to understand, y'all included, is there wasn't a replacement for coach. There's not one. So there's not one, you do the best you can in selecting somebody, but there's not one that can do that.
10: Hmm. No. no, well look look, let's be honest. There is only one guy <laughs> that they could have hired yeah. that was was at was at Nick's level. And and he and he hasn't done it as long, but he's yeah. certainly there now. And he wasn't coming was Kirby, And he wasn't and he wasn't coming. Yeah. So.
1: So anybody else was going to be a step down. Anybody else. All right. Lastly, uh, Kevin, uh, I understand uh, the PGA Tour amateur rule. I think it's good. Uh, But I think the NCAA should change their role. If if Nick Gunnath is good enough to get his card, he shouldn't have to make a choice. He should be able to turn pro, play in select events that he wants to play in, but also stay in school, play for his College team work towards his degree. Any money he would win, he would actually earn it by making the cut, uh, getting this card that he earned, uh, last weekend. Uh, why make him choose? Why not let him do it? We're handing people NIL money for doing nothing. This guy's going to actually get on the course and earn it. Uh, I think the rules should change Kevin for him and let him, let him do both. Your thoughts?
10: Yeah i'm I'm one hundred percent with you on that and and what an incredible victory for him at such a young age. It was so it's so cool to see that uh, and to see how his teammates were, were so happy for him that's that's another neat thing that was uh, part of that celebration. But I think you're absolutely right. look we have we have blurred, slashed erased the line between amateur and professional no doubt. in college sports. So why are we keeping an old standard in another sport that we are not adhering to in football and men's basketball, the two major revenue-producing sports? When, As you said, we are now, even though you're not supposed to do this, this is technically against the letter and the spirit of the rules. You're not supposed to use NIL as a recruiting inducement happening every day yeah so if you're going to allow that and you're going to throw up your hands and ask you know try to throw a hail mary to congress and that's not going to that's going to fall incomplete uh to try to save you from yourself because you didn't plan for this you didn't have the foresight to see this coming and deal with it on the front end that's why you have the chaos on the back end that that coaches are experiencing and that's causing them to pull their hair out then uh you know, look, why, why penalize a guy? And again, we should be applauding if he wants to if he wants to compete part time on the PGA Tour and still compete for Alabama, we should be applauding that, yeah. not denying him the and money that in, he uh, earned yeah. through his performance. And he wants to stay in. Yes, but that's the whole. That's what we want, right? We want guys to stay in school. We want them to complete their degrees. We want them to get an education that will that will give them. Uh, uh, rewarding, help them towards a rewarding career when their playing days in whatever sport they're involved in are over. So we should be encouraging that, not discouraging. Yeah, no well, why, you know, why penalize Florida State? Everybody else is cheating. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they Oh, mean. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I, yeah, that's, I mean, what, because they gave a guy a ride to a meeting with a collective. Was that one of, the, one of the allegations? You know, it's like, good grief. Having those guys, and then not to mention having those guys suffered enough.
1: Yeah, well, then you got the Florida situation, I guess, supposedly, where they offered they got $13 and they weren't paying it, so he left, so now they're investigating that. They got to get their arms around it. It's a big mess. All right, Kevin, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff.
10: Yeah, the best way is follow me on Twitter slash X at Kevin Skarbinski, and you'll get links to all of the different uh, things I'm doing with my freelance work, uh, primarily weekly with the Birmingham lead with a Monday column, as we talked about earlier, my my column about Sanford and 17-game winning streak. Uh, by the way, they're at Furman on Wednesday. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, so you can follow that. Go to com. You can subscribe to that publication. It is a subscription publication, but you get great news, weather, sports, all kinds of uh, entertainment news, political news every day. And then also you can follow my newsletter. It comes out every Thursday, Scarbo Knows through al.com slash sports. You can subscribe to that. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, you also will get everything else I write for the lead. So check it out.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. All right. Two-minute trucks at 1330 Martin Road. It's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professional take care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. It's two-minute truck movers who care.
0: High
4: 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up an accident in Brookwood. This is on Highway 216 at Covered Bridge Road, although our one camera shot there isn't showing any major impact on traffic, so hopefully that won't be a problem spot for long. If you're traveling 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale or along McFarland Boulevard, Lurling Wallace down from Northport, no big problems to get in your way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Townsend
0: Nissan Tide 100.9.
5: Tuscaloosa weather. The warming trend continues today, mostly cloudy through tonight. A few spotty showers around. The high today, 62. Tonight's low 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live show. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today.
1: We want to thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine for bringing you a 7 o'clock hour. Always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to thank Jimmy Rain and all his staff with great Southernwood. All right, we take this top of the hour break. We'll up the phone lines 205-342-9904. Also, Roman Harper will join us at 815. 15. is a Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Don't miss
0: your WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia.
11: News from the NFL where the Tennessee Titans have reportedly found their next head coach. They are reportedly finalizing a deal to hire Brian Callahan the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. NBA games of Jolin beat 70 points. A new career high and franchise record for the 76ers in their 133-123 win over the Spurs. Carl Anthony Towns 62 points for Minnesota but the Timberwolves lose at home to the Hornets 128-125. Minnesota still has the top record in the West at 30-13 but they're now just a half game up on both the Nuggets and the Thunder. Celtics have the best record in the NBA at 34-10. They beat the Mavericks in Dallas 119-110. Kevin Durant scores in the final seconds and hits it goes for 43 points leading the suns past the bulls 115 to 113 top 25 college basketball number three north carolina beat wake forest 85 to 64 7th ranked right, kansas a winner over cincinnati 74 69
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Canifer. He's my Allstate agent. Let Andrew become yours at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3, over in Norport. Andrew and his family have been in this community since 2002, uh, so they know it inside and out. So if you had, you know, your car insurance or you have something uh, go wrong with your home and you need help, uh, he has all the connections to give you. Uh, the phone numbers, they'll take great care of you. Come out and uh, take care of your car, your home, whatever you need there. So give them a call today. Let them run a free estimate for you. They can email that to you, 205-722-9201, Andrew Conifer, Allstate Insurance. Uh, all right, uh, we talked uh, Nick Dunlap in the first hour. We talked a little bit about uh, Coach Sabin and uh, could he ever – Retired at a different time. Dad said, hey, I've, and I think you're right. I've given the university everything for the last 17 years. I've worked numerous, numerous hours. Uh, we've had amazing success. Look at this town. Uh, it could totally change based on this football program and the work that me and my staff have done. Uh, my wife and I have poured in the community. Um, built X number of houses across this community, so I think you're right. Uh, there is, there never would have been a perfect time. uh Has it even? I guess we're two weeks into it now. Has it? Has there even been more fallout maybe than even what you in anticipated uh, with with his announcement? And kind of what's happened to this roster, or is it about
9: what you thought it would be?
2: Oh, well, I think it's fallout's about right. They um. You know the speculation now has started as to what he's going to do because he's not going to be the kind of guy that's going to go into the office every morning and and try to find something to do. He he's he's going into uh, television work. Uh, either that or be the commissioner of something. Uh, but one of those two. He'll he'll be busy. And I don't know what you know I'm not going to speculate on what kind of television work. of. Roman may talk about it a little bit because he's been in some people who think they know everything. Uh, so uh, does does show with him. So we'll see. But I think it's it's uh, it, it, he's going to work. He's not going to work at coaching football, but he's going to work. And is he going to be involved with uh, decisions that are made in football? I don't know that. I would I wouldn't surprise him if he wasn't uh, maybe commissioner of some some sort. I think he will be involved, and I don't know about game day that that stuff. Uh, we'll just see. But he's going he's going to be doing something on a, besides doing his uh, his uh, automobile agencies that he's taken uh, or invested in. He's going to be busy.
1: Yeah, obviously he's got a lot with that. Um, you know, I think he's playing some golf now he's talking about the wind down there in Jupiter Florida I guess the wind's a lot different there so I think he's uh getting used to a new life uh and they've earned it um I don't think she'll miss it uh, you know what can he do in this community just keep doing his Nick Nick's kids thing uh, but I'm sure he's not gonna want to be out doing a bunch of speaking well, around here you know taking away from Coastal. he may right. you know he may go to help the university. Raise money. What I mean, should the university pay him a handsome salary uh, to go do uh, speeches and stuff to raise money? How should the university? I don't know if he's
2: his... going to do it. I'll tell you who's going to miss it the most is his wife. Yeah, uh, she's going to miss it the most. Uh, you could tell that by the way she was sitting at the press conference. Um, that that's the factor there because you, that the second one along, the second one with you, the per, second one beside you. I guess a lot of accolades, too. And um, uh, I I don't think – I think he'll do whatever his contract says, whatever the athletic directors decide for him to do. He's going to be a part of, as I have said on other shows, you know, he's not going to call a coach and tell him that he should run a certain play on fourth and sixth. Um, That's not what he's going to do, but he is going to do something. I don't know what the athletic director has decided, but as he has stated, he'd he'd be foolish not to use him. Uh, Some people are against that. I think what happens there is that the person you talk about, coach, has to have a lot of sense, and I think he does. He has a lot of sense as to what what people are bugging him if he was the coach that came in there, and he's not going to bug the coach. He's going to try to help
1: uh, what, what, what should they do? Give him a contract and say, hey, we need you to speak X number of times, uh, per year. Uh, does he deserve, what kind of salary does he deserve? And whatever, I guess it depends on what kind of responsibilities they have, but certainly they're going to have to pay him to do what he's, I mean, if he's going to go speak or whatever, right? Uh, so I, I, I how will all that look, you think, uh, what the university him will, eventually agreed agree to will Jimmy Sexton be involved in all that kind of stuff? Will that just be... Between? Well, he'll,
2: he'll, he'll be involved in it, but some of the stuff that he's involved in won't be public. Yeah. Uh, it just won't. It, it may be between himself and the athletic director as to what direction they need to go. Uh, it's not going to be coaching football, uh, but it will be, it'll be private stuff, stuff that we don't know about. And, uh, you know, they've got a... A general manager whatever they call it with a new guy you know coach's general manager was cedric uh really you know he's the one that did all the little things but not on the not only you know not on the basis of doing stuff with other people at the university but just helping out coach the general manager that, that the new coach has is is over the whole football operations uh, he's going to be the guy that you're going to go to. The general manager is the one you're going to go to when you need ten thousand more dollars to get a player. Uh, and not they're not going to come to the you know how much money do we have? The general manager is the one that's going to go to the athletic director and find out how much how much money we have. We have we have uh, we have in basketball alone the top play the top teams in the SEC. Some of the teams in the SEC have uh, three or four million dollars to spend on basketball players, and uh, you know you can recruit pretty well with that um, because the country doesn't have quite that. But we don't have all of that in the SEC, but we've got some of the top ones that have that much money.
1: Yeah, but what's football, guy? If They've got, they've got. No, out, they've got.
2: Yeah, a lot. Out out Thirteen million
1: this year. Yeah, um, but. You know, and I'm not putting Roy Williams on Nick Saban's level by any means, but he, but the University of North Carolina means a ton to Roy Williams. So you look up, and I don't know if the coach will even be able to do this. If he's going to do game day, he'll be busy on Saturdays. If he's not, I see Roy Williams. I mean, he's at North Carolina games. He's even at games like. On the road uh, at times. Do you see Coach? He's City just go- enjoying life. Do you, I don't. Do you know see he he Coach going to Bama games?
2: No, I, I don't think so. And 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 I I I'm, I'll eat these words. I'll be surprised to see him on game day picking games. That's just me. I may be. I could be dead wrong. But I will be a little bit surprised to see him on game day telling uh, who's going to win the. Georgia-Tennessee game. I just, I can't
1: see that. If you were, uh, if you were Kirby Smart or Steve Sarkeesian or, I don't know, Mike Loxley or any of these guys, you know, all these, where Coach had all these people come in and speak to their teams, would you have Nick Saban come speak? Or would you try to get, if you're Kirby, would you try to get Nick to come speak to your team?
2: I think so. I think eventually, yes. Uh, you know, here's somebody that's beating them, and I don't know that they, right now, I don't know the atmosphere of seeing Nick Saban is very comfortable for Georgia. <laughs> uh, and, and Alabama's, and, and I say this in the right way, and nobody will agree, Alabama's been very fortunate in a couple of those games. Uh, penalty, a missed field goal hits the, you know, they've been, uh, I just don't think Georgia's ready to have Nick Saban come over there. I don't know if the new coach wants anybody to come in. And we're not going to do the same thing. The other thing that's interesting to me is the number of uh, analysts that will be up at thirty thousand dollars a whack. Do I discuss that when I'm hiring the new coach as athletic director? Um, You know, we've been having uh, ten people up there. I don't know what the number is ten, but we're paying them. Uh, Well, okay, more than that, whatever it is, Uh, at thirty thousand dollars a year, and they just come in and go to our staff meetings. And over all offer their suggestions, they're not on the field, and um, whether whether the, the new coach likes that or dislikes it, but the general manager,
1: if you want to call him that, will have his hands full. Yeah. <laughs> all right. uh no doubt. all right. We'll take the break here. We'll get Roman Harper in. We'll ask Roman a lot of these questions as well. We always enjoy having Roman on. You listen, Tide one hundred point nine it's the home of Alabama sports.
0: Tide one hundred point nine traffic.
4: Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. It does look like our accident in Brookwood is just about cleared. This is Highway 216 to cover Bridge Road. Really aren't seeing any remaining sign of that there, so just be aware. Possible accident wrapping up in that area. Meantime, if you're traveling 2059 from Skyland Boulevard to the I-359 interchange, that's an eight-minute trip both directions with no big problems along the way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
6: Years ago, Jimmy Randerson that the best way to advertise great southern wood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is a pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking.
5: The warming trend continues today, mostly cloudy through tonight. A few spotty showers around. The high today, 62. Tonight's low, 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9.
1: royal cleaners they want to make life easy for you they'll come right to you pick up all the cleaning get it cleaned up pressed up hung up deliver it right back if you want to drop off university boulevard bridge avenue north porter 48 51 rice mine road for all your cleaning needs royal is a choice 205-391-0034 i right, get right to the royal cleaner hotline he uh is with scc nation uh does a ton of work with scc obviously long-time NFL career. A great player here at the University of Alabama. He's a rising star in the TV business. My god partner. Dad's (laughs) god partner, uh, Roman Harper. Good morning, Roman.
9: Good morning, guys. First of all, can can I just compliment you guys on the the whole introduction of commercials you guys have? Number one, you know, money all spends the same, uh, taking in the money from uh, Mr. Reigns with the Yellowwood commercial. Great job on that. And then also, you know, leading in, talking about the excellent uh in game analysis by Wimp Sanderson. I think you gotta understand when we use the word excellent, it's all relative coming from Coach Wimp. So I'm just Oh hey boy, I'm what I owe you <laughs> do you, you don't have to you can wear plaid socks now. Okay, um,
2: thank you
10: Coach. Appreciate it. Yep.
2: <laughs> you and I talked last night and I think the best question, the best best way to uh let you talk is to I don't know about giving your opinion about the new coach. I don't care about that particular. But the changing of the guard, uh, how it came down, your feelings about uh, the new staff in, in general and just football in general at Alabama now? Uh,
9: I, I, I understand the weariness or the the fear, whatever the anxiety, whatever the, the term is. I, I understand it and I respect it. Uh, it looks different for the first time in 16, 17 years. And uh, Alabama fans have to get used to that. And so um, – and the unknown, right? It's always the fear yeah. of the unknown. Most people, we always say they're they're really not afraid of dying. It's more the fact of being dead is what scares them, which is the yeah. unknown. Good and point. so um, that is what I believe is what is cause for all this angst and anxiety uh, as far as Alabama is. Alabama is going to be what they're going to be. Uh, the biggest thing is I thought Alabama hired a great coach. Like, you're not going to be able to hire a coach with a better record – Everything he's been able to accomplish, coach DeBoer. But in all honesty, and coach, I'll talk to you about this. We got to look at the big picture here is that replacing the GOAT. I mean, the greatest of all time at, at any coaching level. Um, and I'm not just saying like the greatest at your university or the greatest coach in, you know, in your state or your arena. I'm talking about of all time in a sport. It, the odds of it working out aren't that high. And so I think you got to aim high when you make the hire. And, you of course, the coach has to be able to bring in his own people and do his own thing. But the times that I've seen this work, as I've gone through time and history, just looking back on it, it's usually been when you hire from within the staff and the staff person kind of stays the same. Because when you've been going and rolling along, we're, just, we're saying we're a boat and we've been pushing along in the ocean for so long, and all of a sudden you, you bring in another captain and we just go a hard left. And the ship's already been rolling along straight and really good. Uh, it really is hard to continue to yep. see ourselves hitting land when you come in and make a hard left. But hopefully, Coach DeBoer doesn't make such a hard left that we lose ourselves. But everybody hitting the transfer portal is scaring us for sure as an Alabama fan.
2: Well, I, uh, you know, when I was uh, there, with when Ray Perkins came in for Coach Bryant, we didn't have a transfer rule. Everything stayed pretty, pretty much as Ray wanted to do it, and he was pretty tough mm-hmm. on everybody. Uh, quite different this day and time. I know Barry's got something he needs to say, so
1: go ahead. Well, I guess, Roman, as we've heard, uh, and I think we sort of knew it, but not really because as Alabama people, we love the University of Alabama. I Man, We just think it's a beautiful campus. It's grown so yep. much since Coach has been here. And then to see these guys just exit the way they did, guys that have been in the program, guys that just got here, uh, and basically saying, man, I chose Alabama for Nick Saban. I didn't choose it for Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, it's kind of a slap in the face a little bit. Uh, maybe we didn't realize it would be quite this bad because we think so much of this university. And yep. quite honestly, our NIL program is probably not as good as some of the other other schools and it hadn't had to be because people were coming because of all those NFL players on those walls that Nick and Nick Saban was here. Is Alabama to have to kind of readjust now, uh, and really think about how they're gonna do this recruiting and, and get this NIL stuff more involved to, to compete with the Ohio States and the Georgias and these other programs?
9: All right. Well so to, um, before I answer your question, I want to go back to the original yeah, thing, which is sure. like Alabama fans, how we feel, uh, all the players leaving. <laughs> them. Like, like we understand this. Look, it, it, this is with all due respect. It, they came to Alabama not for the love. And so when I was there, when we had 12 national championships, and I, by the way, that was still the most in the country at the time and still is now at 18 just a few years later. So understand the growth that has happened since then. But I came to Alabama and I was there, Dubos recruited me. Franchoni came on and still recruited me. I chose Alabama not because of the coach, as much as the opportunity and what Alabama represented, right? Yeah. And a lot of players did that back then. But you got to understand, since Nick Saban went on this run, these new age players, they don't know about Bear Bryant. They I mean, they learn about him when they get there, but that's not who they grew up loving or hearing about or all the great players before them. It, the ones they hear about are the guys that Nick Saban has put in the NFL with the stamp that says Nick Saban allowed me to do these things and get me and help me get to these places. So yes, these players went to Alabama because of everything that Alabama has to offer them, but more that, but mostly because of Nick Saban. So you got to understand that. And so now that that fact is gone, the players will be gone because they have the power to do that. Now to answer your original, your last question was, uh, yes, they're going to have to recalibrate. Player, you're not going to be able to get players on the Nick Saban discount now. Everything's steady and even. <laughs> that's right. Like that's just what it is. Like Nick Saban's there's like, uh, I may be able to get an extra hundred thousand there or fifty thousand there, but this guy's going to get me on a better path. Not only that, but when he walks in to my household, my parents stood up a little bit straighter. Yeah. Everybody's everybody in the neighborhood's wondering when Nick Saban's coming over there. Everything's on buzz when Nick Saban walks in because he is who he is and walks with a certain swagger that nobody else in the country can do. So you got to understand that. And not only that, but Nick, when he sits up there and tells your mom and your dad, hey, look, not only is he going to be able to play football and hopefully possibly be able to achieve the goals that he wants to achieve in his life in that career, right? I'm cool with that. But he's going to graduate, which he makes them all go to class and graduate. He's going to become a better man and a better person in society because I'm going to hold him to that standard in which we operate every single day. And so you understand that you see every single one of these kids graduate in three to four years. And then not only that, but then they also may have the opportunity to go play and, and play football and be a, and make money in that way as well. So all those things happen and that's all because of Nick Saban and you got to give him that credit. And yes, the University of Alabama has allowed him and given him all the resources to do that. But, Without Nick Saban, you're not going to get the same kind of discounts and the same type of loyalties that we had before. All that must be rebuilt again. Not saying Kalen DeBoer can't do it or has not been successful. He's been totally successful. It just looks a little bit differently. And so the young people have to see that and start to get down with it. And then once that happens, everything's back to normal. Yeah. That. We are, we go through a an unknown quarterback.
2: Uh, the, the gossip was real high on him, and he came here from California. Yep. And uh, the, the I've checked some more on it and the guy that's coming to Alabama is very good too. Mm-hmm. I don't know the difference in the two um, I, I fussed not, not that I'm I, I worried about <laughs> losing a guy to Ohio State. Maybe I'm wrong. You're into that more than I am. Give, give me the answer to, to that scenario there.
9: Okay, so we're talking about Julian Sand. So, yeah. Julian saying the reason why I would be big time concerned. And look, I came to the boy. I've never met the coach. I, I would. I can't wait to meet him. I'm. I'm sure I'm going to get the opportunity to meet him and talk to him at some point uh, in the near future. I, I actually am very, very excited to see that because uh no, I love my university. So that's just part of it. And I love everything that he's going to hopefully be able to do and all his successes. But that was like a strike for me. I'm like, he has no strikes. Like, I, he can't control A.B. players and all this. But, man, I was like, man, you bringing in this other kid, naturally, Julian saying he's already trying to compete inside yeah. that quarterback room. He yeah. maybe want to leave and now go on and do his own thing. And that's what he chose to do. That's his obligation. That's his choice. But as I've done more deep research, I've reached out. I've made some calls, checked on people that do this scouting thing for a living. They really like the Austin the Mock kid. Like they, they really, really think the kid has special talent and that he's maybe one of those dominant and rough type players. Where the only thing that's saddening or disheartening is because you got another quarterback from California, Southern California, who's a top quarterback in his, in his, in his class, top three player in the country. Looks, feels, sounds a lot like Bryce Youngish, in my opinion, right? And not yep. only that, but the staff last year talked about and raised about, hey, look, I know we have right now what we have at quarterback, but the next one is the one. So you, I hear these things. I'm really excited to see this young man continue to flourish and grow in the crimson and white. And instead, he's going to be up there and the scarlet and gray for Ohio State. And in all honesty, it's a little bit saddening for me, but I yep. don't get into high school recruiting as much. I don't really care that much into it, I seen. So many five stars, including my own teammates, not turn out to be what they're supposed to be. And you're always just one injury or one bad decision away from ruining it all anyway. So hopefully he stays out of all those things and has a great career for Ohio State. And honestly, I'm just glad Caleb Downs chose not to go back to his home state of Georgia yeah. and actually went up to Ohio State as well. Because it really hurts when your best players go to teams that you have to play or yes. will have to face and then bring it back down on you. So on all honesty, Ohio State got a lot better. In a, lot, in a couple weeks. But hey, look, Ryan Day needs to get a lot better. He brought in Brian Bill, uh, uh, Bill O'Brien. He brought in Julian Sane and he brought in Caleb Down. So they got a lot of Alabama flavor up there in the north and they need it because if they lose to Michigan again without Jim Harbaugh, who's probably going to take an NFL job, uh, Ohio State's not going to be happy. And he will not keep that job if you don't beat your rivalry.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Roman Harper. Uh, that's why I'm saying, I'm saying, Alabama needs some really good news in recruiting. They've had a lot of bad news. You know, Julio Jones was a must get for Nick Saban. and it kinda got him going. This Ryan Williams kid, now you can do a lot more for kids than you could do uh back then. They gotta get this kid from Sarah Land. Uh right, Rama. Whatever it takes, overpay, do whatever. You gotta you gotta have some positive news. This kid can't go to Auburn to Texas. Whatever it takes, this has got to happen, right, to get these, in my opinion, I'm going to get yours, to get these uh, new coaches off to, to energize this fan base a little bit, because they have been pummeled uh, with all these different players leaving. Your thoughts on that?
9: Uh, I think you're dead on it. Um, it it's amazing to me. Uh, I, and I compare this Ryan Williams, this whole track thing, with not track, but it's like his trajectory and his whole path, it reminds me of, like, Terrell Pryor. I remember when Terrell Pryor, we had an early signing period. He's, like, the normal signing day, which is February. He chose to not sign in. He chose to sign with, during the basketball period to choose when he wanted to sign. And to me, I was like, I think just he's getting his price and the number up. Yeah. And so this is what I feel like this Ryan Williams kid has done. It's like, all right, well, everybody else is signing in. I'm the last top whatever recruit out there left. I can my price will only go up the longer I wait. It's like free agency. For in all honesty, he's yeah. like the top guy in free agency. So, you know, and the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is like, all right, most of the time in NFL markets, you get what you deserve or you get what you earn. But in free agency, you get what they pay you. So like the market kind of determines where guys get way overpaid sometimes because they're the one out there that everybody wants to get. And somebody needs to make a splash to try and overset or overhaul their roster the fastest so it's going to be really interesting to see what it comes down to but Sarah Land is naturally an Alabama territory now the kids parents went to Auburn so this is what it's all coming down to for me is that all right well does he go back to legacy which in all honesty Auburn has not treated all of their legacy players as great as they should have uh in the past I think Alabama players legacy players have had more success in coming back and doing other things for them. So Alabama has the the heads up in that category. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. And, uh, I continue to see coach the board bring in more and more players from Washington. So it's going to be interesting. Like who, who's recruiting who? And the scary thing for me is I've seen other recruits that are, that were committed to Alabama say that they need to feel that they, the community, the doors of communication need to be more open with this new staff. So Alabama needs to continue. To push that needle and get in contact and be more and more involved in this whole process.
1: Yeah, and you remember that word you said when you first came on, Yellowwood. That, that guy would scare. Yeah. Me. <laughs> that guy would scare me. He would scare me too, Roman. Uh.
9: Well, not not only him, uh, but uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Apple, the, uh, the yeah. other guy at Auburn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Auburn's nil deal is is the hottest in the SEC right now, <laughs> according to what I'm hearing. The last. 365 days, Auburn has loaded up the war chest in the NIL department. In other words, they are stacking racks on racks on racks, guys, to go get these players. So Uh, that's what it is right now.
1: Yeah. Um, What's next for Nick Saban? Uh, how, How long did you play in the NFL, Roman?
9: 11 years.
1: All right. When you retired, did you have a hard time getting up? Maybe your body was so sore from being an NFL player. You were, it was a relief for you, but your, your life had to completely change. I imagine Nick Saban's waking up down there in Jupiter, Florida, trying to figure out what he's going to do each and every day. Uh, how difficult is this going to be for him? And what do you see? Do you see him game day? Where do you see him landing uh, when football season comes around next year?
9: Well, I think the first few months are going to be really easy um, because you're doing something different. And I think it changes scenery, going down to Florida, that makes it easier. And uh, and he can always pop his hand in Tuscaloosa and get whatever he wants. So it's going to be really interesting to see that. I, I think, you know, the first months or two are really easy because I'm getting up, I'm doing something different. I don't have to be at one thing. I'm doing a lot of things that I want to do. But as that year progressed for me while I wasn't doing anything, I started to get a little bit bored. Days started to get a little bit mundane. I can only go hang out and do lunch with my wife so many times before <laughs> I'm like, man, this is really what we do every day. Yeah. This is it. And so that really happens. And then all of a sudden I can't play golf so many times because now I'm starting to get a little bit sore. My back's a little bit sore. I got to take days off. And so that part will get mundane. I, I do, I do know that, um, ESPN would love to have Nick Saban on, on game day. Um, I'm sure he will poke his head in and do some of that. It'll be interesting to see how much fun he has with that because that I think game day right now is in a in this transitional period where they're trying to figure out exactly what they want to look like as well because they've been the big bad dinosaur on the block for 20 30 years and they're starting to look a little bit differently and uh, especially with uh, Lee Corso uh, as he's aged. And, and all these other things, and, and now we're getting Pat McAfee in. So th- they are trying to figure out their way as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I know they would love to have him, um, but that's still going to be up to Coach Saban and what he wants to do. Does he want to do that every single Saturday, or yeah. does he want to just make guest appearances? I, I'd i assume he probably just want to do guest appearances before he goes full all-in to see how much he likes it first.
1: Yeah, do you think it's a good thing, uh, the coach has an office over at Brighton Denny Stadium. I don't know how long he's going to be. I know he's in Jupiter for a month now, but dad and I were talking about it yesterday. You lose a few games, players start stopping by his office. Man, coach is using me different than you did, coach. Uh, you know, they start venting to him, which I'm not sure he's going to say, I don't want to hear any of that stuff. Is that a good thing him being this close if he's over in Brighton Denny Stadium for this program and this new coaching staff?
9: honestly i thought it was a huge win if you promote from within but they didn't do that so it could be a distraction but at the end of the day, i don't i don't think it's like well it's like his whole office and a whole setup i hadn't been there yet i'd love to see it but um and you're right as, as players go over there I, I think the biggest thing is that nick's so honest with these guys i don't think he would beat down another coach no. to say like you know what i mean eight and he doesn't have ego like that. So it's not like about him. It's all about adding value. So I'm sure everything that he would say to the players is going to be kind of brutally honest. And he's hoping to add value into their lives, not only as a football player, but as a human being as well. So um, it, it's not anything that his granddad or somebody else went down that they really trying to look out for him. It's like, hey, look, like, I mean, if you only go to your right all the time, you should learn how to go to your left. And so you got to be able to accept different coaching. It's the same way where. You know, I had to get better when I got to the league just because I had different coaches. And when you learn from different coaches, like, you learn how to add different things. Like, just because you know everything from them, the coach should be like, well, I know I know you like to have my right foot up every single time, but I feel more comfortable having my left foot. And the coach should be able to do that as long as you can execute and get it done, the job done. So, And, and I think that's going to be the big deal. I don't think it's a, a negative, though, at all. Just well, because I think Coach Saban will handle it the right way, they can they can still fuss at
2: you if you hire within. Because within, I, I went through that. <laughs> they, they, they don't like you when they when they uh, we hire within either, brother. <laughs> they
1: ain't gonna like it. They ain't gonna like
9: him when he loses it, uh, the Jordan. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think bottom line, this job success percentage is in the team because it, it's just that hard to do. Yeah. I, I, I mad just they were mad that. at me for years. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's just hard. Like, I don't know how the success rate happens. Whatever Coach DeBoer does, like, imagine this. Like, Alabama lost two games two out of the last three years. And people thought the sky was falling. Let's not stand And act like they were so happy, including Coach Wimp, that was like, look, Texas is going to win. And then once that happened, and then they look bad versus South Florida, it was like Alabama's going to be lucky if they don't lose five games. So – The season turned around and had a big growth, but this team is not as deep as we want them to be. You have all these people leaving, players that are really good and contributed leaving. And so it's going to be interesting to see what this roster looks like and how they come out there and play. And people are going to panic when Alabama loses their first game. Well, remember, when you're kind of bad...
2: And then all of a sudden you get good, boy. You get a lot of praise. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to go. You, you want to be <laughs> that is down. True. Yeah, when you're, you're uh, kind of bad, and all of a sudden you, you win a game or two. It's like the SEC when I, I was kind of bad, and I got the SEC tournament. I got pretty good. They they, they got
1: over. It. Yeah, uh, Roman <laughs> back, back in October. Dad was saying that he thought Nick Saban was going to retire. Uh, and he was saying on the air, he thought this might be, he was asking everybody where Alabama Go. A lot of people, call, they wouldn't call this show and do it. They were calling other shows, calling to him, senile that he's senile (laughs) uh so when coach actually did retire uh he was so excited that he uh he was texting the uh yeah they called me senile I won't tell you all the different (laughs) things that he said so he's known this for two months and didn't tell us Roman uh we did tell us but nobody believed him uh I think this guy has some good connections Roman uh, on the over there, so well they started out and
2: Barry, and Barry had to answer the question. They said, "Well, he wouldn't go out recruiting if he's going to retire." That's not true. He, his mind wasn't made up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought from just visiting around, he was going to retire, but he didn't say, "Wimp, I'm going to retire." But I just I said it because that's what I thought. But his mind wasn't made up until 40 minutes before he went in there to make
9: one of the two speeches he's going to make to the team.
2: Yeah.
9: I, I heard that, too. Like, it was literally right up until the moment. I talked to people on the staff, and they were like, we had no idea. Like, it was like same as same as the whole time. Yeah. Kevin, Steele, Kevin
2: Steele had to know when he wouldn't have left as defense coordinator. He knew it. It's,
9: uh, I don't know. I don't know if he knew either. It's 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 banana. You know why clean. I say he didn't but, wait, know? But he, he's he's know older, say, though.
1: But you know why I say he didn't know? He had a three-year contract, right? So when he retired, that contract probably was voided out. If he would have waited, the new coach probably wasn't going to retain him. He still would have made the money on the rest of his contract, right?
9: Uh, yeah, that right. Or, well, or he he or in, maybe
2: he indicated or maybe you, you'll never you never know. That's all he said was you'll never know when they questioned
9: him about it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Or or, or maybe T Rob was more involved in calling the plays than we thought in Lincoln. Hey, yeah. your jo- your job, your job. Here's your job.
2: If they okay. keep the if they keep the golf tournament, you go in, you go to the head football coach and tell them how good you were, and okay. tell that you and if they and and if they have a golf tournament, you say I got a buddy that I want to play with. He's a basketball coach. He goes. in. Yeah, you got to
1: give him a bag full of stuff. And, and he says, he Get my bag
2: and, and, and me and you'll play together. And that's your job. You find out who you, you find out who's in charge of the of the golf tournament. And I'll maybe assist the athletic director. You go to him and get that done for me and you.
9: Right, coach, <laughs> it will happen, all right? I'll get to work on that because they'll start texting me in the next three weeks about, about it. Yeah. And uh, I'll make sure me and you are together. Yeah. You're going to see right. the improvement in my swing. I've been all right. working. All right. hey,
1: all right. Do this for me on your platform. Nick Dunlap, I'm on record of saying this. He should be able to turn pro, Roman, and still play for Alabama. If he wins the money, he's earned it. He's earned it. Like, we're handing these guys NIL money for doing nothing. Let the guy still play for Alabama and also turn pro on the PGA Tour, right? Only How four. cool
9: is that, though? Coach Sewell deserves so, like, so much love. Best coach on Alabama's campus right now. Now that Nick Saban retired. But uh, shout-out to him. He's always so good and treats me awesome at the tournaments and every time I see him. But isn't that crazy? Like, all the money, the winning purse went to the second-place guy. Because the first-place guy couldn't get it. Put it in a trust. Do something. Don't just let – like, the wins are so hard on the PGA Tour. Like, the fact that he won and can't get any of the thing is crazy to me. Um, I hope he wins another one, though. But that is so cool. To be able to say that he did that first time since I think the sixties or seventies that an amateur is actually so one of time. 91.
1: Ninety one, yeah. sorry. Yeah, feel
9: me. I'm way off. But
1: I'm saying he should be a, let's let him stay in college, let him play for Alabama, and also let him play on the tour. He's earned that. We're giving guys NIL money that hadn't earned crap. This guy I don't know about your
2: shots, yeah. but I would be I would be a little bit nervous to have you over that six foot putt for a win. To go, to, and if you miss it, you got to go into a playoff. Could you have made that six foot putt?
9: Uh, I'm a good putter, yes. And I got, I got ice, ice water in my veins. Right? You knock that the moment. Breath. The You'd you, you, you have been, you have been two feet short. Yeah. Well, the the big thing is I got to get on the grid. That's my problem. Yeah. Once I get right. there, I'm good. Well, I need, and so, I need that. Yeah. And, and I would say this. I mean, what do you think this guy's? dating profile has done since he won this tournament on campus. I mean, the golfer, the golfer swag is at an all-time high right now. He's got a time.
1: girlfriend, I mean, Roman. He's already got. He flew her out there for the tournament. Don't, don't do that. Look at now. that guy. Don't do have, that. I have, hey,
9: I was just wondering. I didn't know because <laughs> it's competition. I promise you. I'll yeah, do. she better hold on with <laughs> both hands uh, <laughs> to him. <I> mean, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't know.
1: Yeah, well, she does. <laughs> all right, Roman. All right, thanks, shot. Roman. I appreciate you're you. The, you're great. The, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Uh, there we go. So we want to thank Yellowwood. Pressure-treated by from Great Southern. He's good, boy. Yeah, he is excellent. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.
0: Find Tide on Twitter at Tide109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our
10: reporters in the field.
1: To inside the locker room, I was uh, Kevin Skarbinski in the first half. Been a great show, Roman. Uh, is always so so good. Uh, and he he agreed with me that they're gonna have to uh, you know, when he was talking about he came to Alabama, but he's from what enterprise, uh, from South Alabama area, so he grew up Pratt Boy. Uh, yeah, Pratt was right. Uh, he grew up. Want to be part of the Crimson Tide? Nick Saban went national with his recruiting, so these guys were finding out the guys from California and take. They don't really care about the university. They love. They didn't grow up loving the university. They wanted to come play for Coach, uh, and I think Caleb DeBoer has been a one to recruit national because Alabama's a national program. Uh, now, but, uh, when you're saying, I'll, you know what, I'll take a $100,000 less because Nick Saban's going to create value for me and I'm going to make more on the back end. Those days are gone, right? Uh, that's, so they're going to kind of change their, their message a little bit, I guess is what we're saying.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I like it. So it's, it's, it's different, you know. They're, Money was coming to the University of Alabama because of Nick Saban and their love for the university. And that comes for just
1: one of those two. Uh, Justin, do you think the out-of-state enrollment uh, for the university, or uh, and Dad as well, will it go down? Now we see it start to trickle down. You got people coming here, man. You see these people. You ask where they're from. I'm from Boston. I'm from New York. I'm like what? San Diego. These people are coming from everywhere. Will that start to trickle down here in the coming years?
0: I, I think it will. I can't tell you the amount of times when I was a student, and I only graduated a year ago in May, that I would talk to somebody on campus. I'd go, why would you come here if you're from Chicago, California? Like you just said, Barry, and they'd go, the football team was good. Yeah. Blew my mind. <laughs> I think it will go down because of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, you got all these uh, places that they've built around this campus, uh, are you gonna be able to keep these places full? Uh, when the enrollment starts to go down, you built all these places and you're char- they're charging, uh, the crazy numbers, uh, for these, uh, condominiums and renting them out per room. Dad, do you see this, do you see this going down now? It's gonna be as hard to, to fill these places in the years to come if, if this program doesn't, State
2: oh, sure, it's going level. down. Oh, yeah. it's going down. I Ain't no doubt about that. The the the, uh, the enrollment from people out of out of out of state uh, from north and it, 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 it's going to go down big time.
1: Yeah, I, I would think the different. people that uh, in charge of recruiting students to the university now they got a real job on their hands, <laughs> right, Justin? Because guys, they didn't, probably didn't have to do anything, and the applications were just flooding in uh from all over the world probably uh they really gonna have to market this thing a little bit differently uh and do some things to try to get people from all over us to keep coming
3: some people might
0: argue that it's good for the university though to kind of get a smaller not money-wise of course but culture-wise maybe
1: yeah uh, well maybe for the traffic in town and if you want to go out to dinner uh, downtown... Then, I'll uh, take it. I'll
0: take it.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. Anybody's thoughts on that, you can dial us up, two zero five three four two nine nine zero four, 342 9904 And Roman's going to get you in that golf tournament. So I think you're good uh, there. And I don't think Coach is going to... They're just going to tell him, hey, this is what Coach... He always had this golf tournament. We've been doing it, uh, you know, for however many years. He's not going to take away those things. Uh Now, he may open up practice more. He may give the local media more access. He may use social media more. Some of those things will change. But I don't think those traditional things like the thing at Kiva Dunes. I don't think any of that stuff will change. I think that stuff's just been part of the University of Alabama. But we shall see. That's the tide one hundred point nine. That's the home of Alabama Sports.
4: Tied 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. Looks like we do have a little bit of a backup if you're traveling along southbound Lurling Wallace. breaking as you approach the Hugh Thomas Bridge. Continuing across to uh, Jack Warner Parkway at the exit there. But no big accidents or breakdowns waiting. And 2059 is moving at posted speeds between Foster's and Cottondale. That's a quiet drive as well. And no major problems for McFarland Boulevard drivers either. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show.
7: Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Tuesday morning on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. We're going to be rocking and rolling, as always, with the Rocket Man, Rudy Arman, talking Bama football and basketball, plus more analysis on Nick Dunlap's historic victory on the PGA Tour, your phone calls and more. That's the Gary Harris Show, Tuesday morning at 9.
0: Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
5: The warming trend continues today, mostly cloudy through tonight. A
0: few spotty
5: showers around. The high today, 62. Tonight's low, 54. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy with rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Inside the locker room with and Berry on your home for Alabama sports. 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Get inside the locker room. Back to the Yellowwood Hotline. We'll get uh, we'll get Philip. Good morning, Phil.
8: Hey, Dan. Morning. In, uh, in In conjunction with what you were talking about, as far as the. Student population and growth and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm halfway joking, but I'm serious too. I wonder if the Inn and all those companies are going to be able to keep charging $842 a night for a
1: game. Yeah, probably. Uh, Grand Alabama people, you know, there's such limited hotels here. Uh, but I think the apartments and all, like if you have an Airbnb, you know, maybe I don't know what you can charge for that. But, uh, Mm-hmm. you think the enrollment will go down uh, with these out-of-state people are they going to continue to i think they will maybe for a little bit but it'll start to die down a little bit uh a little bit less i don't
8: much think so i don't much think so right? i yeah. think so. I'll tell you why those people hate living where they are so bad yeah. the south is the south is like a mystery land to them it's like when they go to the beach and they just lose all inhibitions well that's what happens when they go to oxford and Tuscaloosa and and Auburn and all these southern college towns, they just sort of lose it. And um, you know, they love it down here so much, they you know, the the folks probably don't want to admit it, but they'd love to live down here, so I don't think it's gonna be affected all that much. Well, the but only
1: thing you see is like um For instance, in New York, like the cost of living down here, like they don't even blink it's paying twelve hundred dollars for a room (laughs) a month. Like that's that's a that's a bargain for them to come down here, even even paying the out of state tuition. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we'll see as that thing moves forward. So well, I know it'll
8: be interesting to watch, but I tell you, you talk about you know fans getting on the if They lose to Georgia. Just think if Alabama beats Georgia. Yeah, I mean. you know, I think you can move the ball on the Kirby Smart defense. They got good teams and all that, but I can see all them moving the ball on them and
1: and that's, and beating those guys. And then you got a monster on your hand. Yeah, we'll see as this thing unfolds. Yep. Thank you, Philip. Yep. All right, uh, we'll get out of here. That's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris show. So keep it locked in here all day long as news breaks. These guys will break it. Appreciate you, Justin. Great show this morning. Uh, great guests, which make for a, a good show. Kevin Skarbinski did excellent job. And then Roman Harper is uh, re- really good, uh, really smart, does a great job uh, for us each and every time he's on. So you can go to the podcast center if you happen to miss any of those. Ulysses Tide, 100.9. This is home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.